Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Lots of things are better together. Hockey, food, golf. How about a cold one on the patio during a nice spring day? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. Welcome to the GM Shuffle. Adnan Verk and Michael Lombardi. A different field today. Of course, we are looking ahead to the Super Bowl taking place this Sunday, and we're going to be cranking out daily podcasts going into the Super Bowl. So we'll focus on a different theme for each podcast, whether it's the offense, defense, special teams, coaching, etc. But we begin, Mike, with the tragic news that came in yesterday. It's still tough to process that Kobe Bryant is no longer with us. Uh, the 41-year-old father of four, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, tragically dying in a helicopter crash along with his 13-year-old daughter, Gianna. I, I still am having trouble processing, as I'm sure you are as well. Waking up today, you think, as a... As a sports fan, as a basketball fan, as a father, I mean, at so many levels, it is just heartbreaking to, to see what happened yesterday and uh, just try to put it in perspective right now. Yeah, I don't know if anybody really can describe it or have the words to really uh, understand it, you know, and, and I think that the only thing we could do is honor what Kobe kind of brought to all of us. And I think when I hear the name Kobe, I think of an incredible, I think the combination of incredible talent, rare talent, with a rarer work ethic, and a rarer competitive drive to be the best. I mean, when those three elements go together, uh, greatness happens. There's no obstacle that can't be overcome. And I think when you watch Kobe and you hear the legendary stories, A.D., of his work ethic, I mean, when he flies back from Denver after he missed a bunch of shots in, in mile high, he went right to the gym at 4 in the morning and shot for five, six hours, or the time he was at the the Olympic trials in Las Vegas, and he woke his trainer up at 3.30 or 4 o'clock in the morning and said, can you come down? I need a workout. The guy comes down and works him out. The guy goes back at 8 to get a couple hours of sleep before the 1 o'clock practice. He gets back at about quarter to 1, sees Kobe shooting, still drenched, and uh, he said, did you get any rest, Kobe? He said, no, I'm just finishing up this workout. i got to get ready for the next one. I mean, that is just rare, right? I mean, that's rare. And then he did it. He took that same work ethic and he took that same belief into the business world, you know, as he entered the next stage of his life. And I think that that's the legacy that he leaves and for young players. And I think the reason there's been such an impact is because of how he basically what Stefan Diggs, I mean, he grew up, he tweeted out about how much he loved him. I mean, the ability to touch all sports for this guy was really remarkable. One of the very few players that is literally a global icon. And you think of so many you know, athletes out there, but there's very few Americans you can just say one word and people will know, whether it's Tiger or Serena or Shaq or Kobe. And in the case of Kobe Bryant, you know, I covered the NBA for years, so I interviewed him a couple times at All-Star Games, and he was fine. He was polite, cordial. But the time that I'll really remember meeting him was at the Academy Awards when I was working for the Academy 
doing the live stream for Facebook Live and Oscar.com. And, of course, he won the Oscar for the best animated short for Dear Basketball, which was a poem that he had written. And my producer, Dan Stanzik, was one of those in the crowd that got to ask a question after, you know, after you win the Oscar, you go backstage and they have the media assembled. And Dan was number 24 of the, all the people that get to ask the questions, and he was the last one. And when he said, Dan Stanzik, ESPN, asked the question, Kobe lit up. And I saw him afterwards just as he walked out, and I said, hey, Kobe, and he was so excited, you know, he, he gave me a big hug, and, and Dan as well. I, uh, it's not like he knew us, obviously, but he just, okay, ESPN guys or sports guys are great. And he was just so pumped up, and he was so happy. And that's all I kept thinking about yesterday. I'm like, that guy was so giddy and so delirious after winning an Academy Award. Like, this guy won how many NBA championships, you know, five titles. He's, you know, third or fourth all-time scorer now. And I mean, it's just amazing, his accolades. But the, the, the glee with which he had on his face, Mike, he was like a little kid who just won an Oscar. And that's what he was joking with us. He's like, you know, what is this? You know, I'm a sports guy here. And I just won an Oscar. Like, this is amazing. And he had ambitions that went far beyond the world of sports. You know, he loved filmmaking. He loved storytelling. He had so many other ideas and so many ventures he wanted to do. I mean, this isn't a guy who just hung up his playing career and said, okay, now I'm just going to go play golf. Like, no, he was a very ambitious just very intelligent guy and uh, obviously his family was everything if you look at his social media he was always tweeting and posting pictures about his family and, and that's the other part of it too I mean it was already a, a blow to the solar plexus as soon as you heard wait Kobe Bryant died and then you're like wait who else is in the plane and you know just the, my hearts and, and prayers to his wife Vanessa and the, the remaining children and of course the other people who passed away in the helicopter crash as well I mean it's just it's a sickening feeling when you when you keep I couldn't even watch too much of the coverage it was just too tough to watch for me yeah, it's too hard. I mean, Coach Raveling, uh, who I write the daily coach with every day, obviously knew Kobe really well and because of their Nike connection. And, you know, he would, Kobe, he told me last night on the phone, I called Coach, and Coach was telling me last night that Kobe would, would often see him and seek out, you know, ask him, what book are you reading? You know, and, and Coach said Kobe was almost like a closet intellectual. He was always constantly reading, trying to learn things, obviously, because he knew that, you know, he was going to take another chapter in his life. And, and not only did he ask Coach Rav about the book he was reading, he always wanted to know why he was reading that particular book. And, uh, you know, that drive, I think, is something that we all need to kind of keep keep in our mind. And I, and I wrote for the tomorrow, I think, for the Daily Coach will have it out. But, you know, when you write about it, I mean, when you think about it, it's, you know, you really have to understand, you know, I, I asked the question, you know, with people coaching their teams, you know, I think they have to educate their teams on the work ethic of this guy, his love of self-improvement, his willingness to sacrifice to help the team win. His story, his words are worth sharing, are worth copying, and I think they're worth spreading. And I think really the initials of would Kobe behave like this is really the question that you have to ask your team on a constant basis. Would he behave like this? Would he leave the gym early? Would he get out of there early? And the answer is always going to be no. And that's the rarest of all rare. I mean, there's very few athletes that have that. Tiger does. Michael had it, right? That have this incredible drive, this incredible passion to win, but to put the work in to win. They just don't talk about winning. They talk about putting the work in to win. And I, and I wish that more great players were like Kobe. A relentless will to win. There's no question about it. The NBA played its games on Sunday. A moment of silence was held at the first NBA game of the day, the Nuggets versus the Rockets in Denver. Raptors and Suns each allowed 24 seconds to run off the clock on the first two possessions without playing 
Orlando took a 24-second violation. The Magic fall with an eight-second backcourt violation. Of course, and then he wore those numbers, eight and 24. Knicks and Nets also took shot clock violations at Madison Square Garden, which was lit in purple and gold. And the Mavericks owner, Mark Cuban, said his team will retire the number 24 jersey in tribute to Kobe Bryant. Of course, there'll be many more reaction to it, but that's just some thoughts here for me and Mike as we're all trying to struggle to deal with what's happened. Stay tuned, because after the break, Mike and I preview the offenses of both these teams, the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Don't go anywhere. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. I mean, these second-round playoffs have been unreal, and we have the conference finals now on the horizon. Make sure you get all those futures bets in before the value disappears. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets in. Instantly download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SHUFFLE. That's code SHUFFLE for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. All right, let's talk offenses when it comes to both these teams, Mike. Kansas City, high-flying offense. San Francisco was not far behind, but very, very different. You know, you're such a big Springsteen fan. Baby, they were born to run. That's what I think about <laughs> with the San Francisco team, baby. They love to run the football. You get so many times, you think about how the league is so pass-heavy. Well, Raheem Mostert, 29 carries, 220 yards, and four touchdowns in that NFC Championship game against the Green Bay Packers. Overall, the Niners ran 42 times for 285. So before we talk about KC, Mahomes, and throwing the ball how about the fact san francisco is so run dependent it's remarkable right they've got 89 rushes in the two playoff games and the chiefs in two playoff games have 48 rushes 15 of them come from their quarterback so you know andy reed's not sitting in his office in, in kansas city saying god i gotta figure out more runs meanwhile kyle is trying to figure out more ways to run the football and i and i think this is really a, a testament to to being your own man being your own coach you know you don't have to copy the style of the Chiefs or the style of the 49ers. You have to copy your own style. And I think that Kyle, through his father, 
you know, learned the zone concept of how to run the football and believes that the running game sets up the play action, which also helps his offensive line hide the sins of what they do. I used to kid Kyle all the time. I'm like, how do you get away with some of the bad right tackles? Now, McGlinchey's not a bad right tackle, but in the past when he was in Atlanta or some other places, the right tackle was always bad, you know, and I was like, how do you get away with that? And he does because he does this scheme that kind of hides the talent level of it all. So it is two completely different contrasts of, of what they do. But when they do get to the junction point, they both score a lot of points. They both are very efficient in what they do offensively. And they're both are very effective on third down. And I think that that's ultimately, really, when you, when you think of it, you know, you understand that no matter how you get to the point, the success is has to be there, and it's both for both teams. And so, the Chiefs going into this game in the playoffs, you know, they've allowed four three a rush. Even though we all have the sense that they stopped the Titans from running the football, but they've allowed four three in the running game in the two games that they play playoff times, and they will struggle. They will struggle to stop this running game. They're not just not going to come out and stuff. Now they're going to maybe get off the field. This game's going to come down to the 49ers' ability to execute on third down. And in the playoffs, they've been 40%. And so it's going to come down to that. If they can get them to third down and they only execute at 40%, Chiefs have a hell of a chance at winning. And Jimmy Garoppolo is a good quarterback, Mike. He certainly has had some good moments this year. But I don't think he's great. I don't think he's elite. I don't think he's proven himself to be the guy who's going to carry this team. And so by the time the Super Bowl kicks off, he will have only attempted 27 passes in the previous five weeks. How critical is Jimmy G going to be in this game? As you said, Kyle Shanahan wants to run the football. They're going to do that at will no matter what. But Garoppolo, as you said, if it's third and five, third and six, he's going to have to come up with some big-time throws. Yeah, he's going to have to throw the football. There's no doubt. And he's going to have to make plays. And I think that that – We'll get into this in a second. The prop bets, I think that's going to play into it. I, I really believe that when San Francisco, when they wake up on Monday morning, it's going to be the success of their play-action pass passing game is going to have to be the key to what they do. And and there's been times during the season where, you know, let's face it, when they played in New Orleans that week, you know, they ran the ball against New Orleans, but they threw for 354 in that game. You know, they against Arizona, you know, they won, they threw for 408. They only had 34 yards rushing against Arizona. Against Seattle, they only had 87 yards rushing, and he threw for 215. So I definitely think there's capability of him throwing the football. Do I think he's going to have a game like he had against Arizona or New Orleans or, or Cincinnati, some bad defenses? No. But I do think he's capable of making plays. I think the thing that Kyle must be prepared for is he's not going to make the big mistake. He can't allow them to make the big mistake. And I think he's going to attack it. And I will predict this. There will be a blown coverage by the Chiefs because what the Chiefs are able to do defensively is all tied to Matthau. When you watch this game, watch Matthau. He's communicating to everybody on the field where they've got to go, how they've got to line up, the checks and calls. Spagnola's defense is very complex. It requires great communications, and without a free safety that can communicate on all levels of the defense, they blow coverages like they did in the first game against Houston. That has been the difference in their defense the last seven weeks is Matthau's communication. And Kyle's going to challenge this with the shifts in his movement and how he's going to try to create strength in the run game to then allow him to pass. Strength in one side to the right, allow him to make checks on defense and then attack him. I think the chess match is going to be fascinating. You say Mathow, and all I'm thinking about is Walter Mathow and the odd couple, but that's just me. You know where my brain always goes. Am I saying it wrong? Because I always screw up names. I mean, I'm horrendous. That's why I nicknamed everybody. I should have just called them the goddamn honey badger, you know, and just got to, you know, and stop screwing around with it. Tyron Matthew. Yes, Matthew. Yeah, okay, Matthew. Good. Mathow was great, too. I mean, what, what is your favorite Walter Mathow? While we're here, we might as well cover it. What's your favorite Walter Mathow movie? 
I would say the bad news bears. I mean, you can't get better than that. But anything with him and Jack Levin was just always so funny. We had the odd couple. Just the concept of Felix Unger and just, you know, one guy who's fastidious and one guy who's just a slob. I mean, it's just perfect for both those actors. Yeah, and they brought it back in the Grumpy Old Men and that, you know, and they did it <laughs> in, that, right. in the cold up in Minnesota and Anne Margaret where well, they're chasing after <laughs> Anne Margaret. I mean, couldn't have been any better. I love them in JFK when he's on the plane and they're looking down there and Kevin Costner's sitting next to him and, oh, boy, there's a whole lot of trouble. And he gives you that line, that dog don't hunt. You know, about Oswald's ability to shoot. I, you know, he was truly, I mean, it's amazing that somebody that, and I don't mean any disrespect to Walter, but he looked like that. That was a leading man. I mean, yes. think about that. No, you're right. He, I mean, let's be honest. He looked like a rumpled raisin. All of a sudden, he's a leading man. That shows that talent will always carry you through. Speaking of nicknames, with a nod to Chris Berman, how about Eric sleeping with Biennemi, the Kansas City Chiefs offensive coordinator? Because this offense, Mike, is just ridiculous. I mean, listen, if you don't have a dog in the race, forget about a dog can hunt. If you don't have a dog in the race, then you're cheering for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs because they're just so electric. As you were tweeting during the AFC Championship game, the one thing Andy Reid is not doing at halftime is, hey, we got to run the ball some more. No, no, no. They're the fastest team in the NFL on offense, and they like to pour up points at will. We've talked a lot about Mahomes, but seriously, how special is this guy? I mean, I think that the enemy has done a great job of following the Andy Reid program, and I think the reason it's it's interesting, and I don't know how he is on his interviews because obviously he hasn't been able to woo anybody in the interview, and I don't know if that's his fault or maybe it's because he's got so much going on his plate, but he's been able to carry out the plan of what Andy's doing in the vision. But let's make no mistake about it. I mean, the reality here is, is this team is the second play is what kills you. It's the second play that Mahomes runs within the play that kills you. And that's where you really run into problems. And you can try to force them to run the ball. You can play a light box against them, and they don't give a shit. They're going to throw it. I mean, the most rushing attempts they've had so far this season. They've had three games where they had 29 rushing attempts. Oakland, New England, and Chicago. Denver and the, and the Chargers were 27. Jacksonville at week one was just 26. I mean, and what's remarkable about this team is when, you know, what I always like to look at is rushes and completions, not because I think it's an indicator of who's going to win the game, but I think it's an indicator of how you're executing. And the Chiefs, when they when you go to rushes and completions, you know, they're never really, they're never high in that category. In fact, they rank 20th in the National Football League in rushes and completions. You know, Baltimore, Philadelphia, there were teams that were – San Francisco's fourth in that area. But that's really a misnomer. You can't go by that because their execution in the passing game with these chunk yards that they get, this ability to make plays down the field that Mahomes is able to create with his eye level and his unique ability to throw it down the field is just flat-out remarkable. And, you know, when you average – and here's the thought that's fascinating is last year, last year he averaged 8.8 .8 yards per attempt. That's remarkable, right? This year, he's only averaging 8.3. He only he's having a worse season this year than he did last year. Now, I know he missed two games, but his percentage of completion is pretty much all the same. His touchdown percentage is pretty much the same. His interception percentage is low as can be. His quarterback rating is a tad lower. But that's going to be the game, A.D. The game is going to be how many times can they hold him from making plays down the field. How many plus 25-yard plays? I mean, Denver didn't give him one and when they played in Denver. Chicago didn't give him one. There's been three other games where he had just one play. I mean, when they played Oakland early in the season, they had eight plays over 25 yards. Eight plays over 25 yards. I mean, when they lost to Indianapolis, it was because Indy only gave him four plays over 25 yards. And again, the key to this game is going to be yards after the catch. San Francisco must tackle the best they've ever tackled if they're going to slow him down. 
to your point, I think one of the best things about Mahomes, and I think this is true of all superstar athletes, especially when you think of in basketball, right? When a guy's not shooting, what do you do? You don't put the ball. Well, you keep shooting. Like, shooters shoot. You should work your way out of that slump. And that's one of the great things about Mahomes, to your point. Even if he's inaccurate early in the game, even if, whatever, guys are not on the same page or there's broken cover, whatever, like he's just going to keep firing. And, and there's no question that there is going to be a couple of big plays. And that's the fear for the Niners. I mean, you've got this ferocious defensive line. We're going to talk defenses tomorrow on the fact they rotate their guys so well and they're going to put pressure on Mahomes. But I, I'm with you right now. I can already visualize there's going to be at least one or two times he's going to scramble out of danger and throw the ball downfield. It's going to be a big-time 50-60 yard play and it's one of those just momentum plays, right? It'll be just a backbreaker for that Niners defense and how they'll be able to resilient will be the key. But I, I still go back to even when he was drafted, everyone's like, well, I don't know what you're getting here. You know, those Big 12 defenses, they stink. And it was like, yeah, but Mahomes and Andy Reid, you talk about perfect marriages, perfect unions, a, a great great coach, a great offensive coach who knows how to utilize his talent. Honestly, I would think, Mike, if Mahomes is on many teams, he would be very, very good. Of course he would be. But with Andy Reid, it's just such a perfect union of both style and talent and temperament. I mean, and here's the perfect example of what you're saying. In the three losses this year, he averaged 8.92 yards per attempt passing. He averaged 8.23 and 7.80. And in those three losses, he only threw one interception. So it isn't that he turned the ball over, and it isn't that the defense limited him from making a big play. So if you're San Francisco, you're saying to yourself, look, guys, he's going to make plays. He's going to make plays. We're not going to stop him. we got to tackle really well. we got to keep him in the pocket. We can't allow him to, and this plays right into what we're going to talk about next, is the props, right? So we can't allow him to, to run the football and make plays. He's going to have under 10 rushes. Can he get over 50 yards? I think that's going to be hard. All right, let's go into some prop bets now because we'll talk, as I said, every day. New GM shuffles tomorrow. We'll go more into defenses and what the Niners can do specifically against Mahomes. But here's here's the standard prop bets, Mike, and then we'll get into the more fun ones. So here are the standard ones we can chew on. Mahomes is around an even money favorite to win Super Bowl MVP. Raheem Mostert and Chiefs running back Damian Williams are among the favorites to score the first touchdown. And the over-under on the longest touchdown is 45.5 yards at Caesar Sportsbook. God, those guys are good. Because I would think, yeah, I could see a 50-yard touchdown, maybe a 44-yard touchdown. Which of those three do you think, uh, for gambling advice, do you like Mahomes for MVP, Mostert, or Williams to score first, or that over-under on longest touchdown? I don't think the long touch. I mean, San Francisco doesn't give up big plays. I don't think it's going to be a touchdown. I don't think it'll be a big play touchdown. I think that's the one that kind of sticks out at me. The other one that I really like is this Debo Sweeney three-and-a-half catches. I think he's going to have at least four catches in the game. I think he's going to be a little bit of the guy they throw the ball to because they're going to try to take Emmanuel Sanders away. I think Samuel, the D-man, I think the D-man's going to get at least four catches in the game. That's one of the props that jumped out to me. Like I think he could actually do that. Uh, speaking of ones that are just, I mean, masochistic, at Sportsbook Points Bet, Shanahan is 100-1 to to blow another 28-3 to lead in the Super Bowl. He was the offensive coordinator. I'd take that. I would take that. <laughs> I'm taking that all over. He's not going to do that. Plus, I- I'm telling everybody here, I wrote about this for The Athletic today, Mike Shanahan is, and a listener tipped me off to this, so it's just truly not my all my idea here, but Mike Shanahan is going to be the secret weapon in this game. 
what Mike Shanahan brings to the table. Because why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he be the con- – like as Michael told Tom Hagan, if I need a consigliere, my father's the best one I could have. <laughs> that is a great, great point. I'm with you, man. Mike Shanahan will be another eye in the sky, another coach this entire way. This is another ridiculous one. William Hill is offering 9,999 to one odds on the Chiefs scoring exactly four points. No team in the Super Bowl era has finished Never exactly happened. four points. Never happened. That's, that's not happening. Not, no, not, not happen. How about that's, this one? The Superbook will let you bet on whether LeBron James will score more points against the Sacramento Kings on February 1st than Mahomes will have completions in the Super Bowl. Mahomes right now favored by one and a half completions. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you know, it all depends on what LeBron wants to get done that day. That's a hard one for me. You know, that's a hard one to get. I mean, they're so incredible, these props. I mean, they come up with them. And and every year there's, there's page. I mean, I'm looking at a William Hill. There's more pages and pages of, you know, the other one that I think, Tevin Coleman rushing attempts, five and a half, mm. minus 120. I don't think he'll be healthy enough to play. He's got a separated shoulder. They're not going to run him in there. Right. I, I don't see how – I think that could be a really good one. You know, the other one is is Samuel on rushing attempts. He's just a half. I think they'll give him the ball. And then will both teams exactly have a one-yard touchdown? 260 with yes, minus 320 on the no. I mean, where do they come up with this stuff? It's unbelievable. I know. I love it. And that's where we're going to do more of it. More prop bets coming up tomorrow. We have an episode, new one, every day of the GM Shuffle, focusing on a different aspect of Super Bowl 54. More prop bets, plus we'll talk defenses tomorrow. Whether or not Shakira is going to perform, hips don't lie. We got it you covered, okay? This week, the GM Shuffle is your place for all your NFL action. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.